Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. today's episode and today we're going to do a little update on episode 133 so before you listen to this one if you haven't already listened to that one I highly suggest you do but before we get on to that thank you so much to everyone who's been sharing their work that they've been doing for the challenges on social media keep them coming we love seeing what you're doing and also a huge thank you to our latest Kofi supporters your support shows us that you like what we do and you'd like us to continue and we are going to thank each of you personally next time (laughs) because I forgot to look um I forgot to look and see who had um donated so I'm sorry about that but yeah we'll mention you next time and finally we want to thank our sponsor Evolve. Evolve can teach you how to paint in a realism style to a professional level in a year or less and for a fraction of the price of art school. Not only do they provide all the lessons and the support that you need online they also give you all the materials you need. Now that would be a nightmare for me because I'd want to go and buy loads more. I don't know about you <laughs> but I'm sure you can add, add stuff to it. So you can watch a free webinar from Evolve by going to kitinthecreatives.com forward slash Evolve webinar or if you want to hear more about the Evolve program you can go back and listen to episodes 67 and 73. Thing is webinar sounds so boring doesn't it it's 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 actually a full-on painting lesson isn't it yeah it is it's amazing because I checked it out and thought wow I I learned loads from that (laughs) and I'm an experienced painter. It's a a little mini course I guess a little mini lesson. Yeah it's brilliant so definitely worth looking at. Anyway, apart from chatting this morning, we haven't spoken for ages. So tell me, what is new with you? Yeah, because you've had a break and I have tried really hard not to bother you at all while you have a break. Um, And I've done really well. (laughs) You have, yeah. I thought, no, I'll let Tara contact me when she wants to contact me because she must be so bored of my voice now. Um, But yeah, no, it's actually been a really nice break. Both of us have kind of stepped back a bit, haven't we? And just sort of... I needed to anyway, because yeah. the whole point of this episode is about the, the block that um, I was having. And I think it's done me good to also just think, Do you know what, just going to not um, worry too much about it. Just going to step back and allow myself a bit of a break. And that's what I've done. So not nothing particularly new with me. Um, only things people would be bored senses of because it's nothing art related. But I have got a painting on the go. So that is what's new with me compared to last time when I didn't have a painting on the go and didn't want one. (laughs) What what painting have you got on the go? uh, Well, I am doing a a different subject than I've ever done before in that it's not um, glass. Mind you, I did an egg once actually with a soldier dipping into it. Um, this This is actually a stack of donuts. And one of the donuts is sort of torn in half and all the jams sort of dribbling down the side. And, you know, I love shiny things, don't you, Tara? I like yeah. shiny things, gooey, shiny, anything like that. And um, basically what's what I like about this is the jam, obviously. It's the jam. But I'm going to tell you a bit more about why I'm enjoying it in a minute. I want to first of all ask you what's new with you. Um, well, I did another art and craft fair. Yeah. Which someone had suggested I do. Um, A lady I walk a dog with, she's done it before for a photography company she used to work for. And she said, oh, it gets quite busy there. So I thought, oh, go on then, I'll try it. But to be honest, it wasn't that successful. And I'm actually thinking, I don't know if what I do is a particularly good fit for these things. uh, Unless I could find something more niche. Do you know what I mean? Mm. More like alternative art or actual art art rather than art and craft um so i sold a few prints but honestly it was so bloody windy do you know we had a few days i don't know if you had them down there but it was oh, literally Tara, we really did it was like it was did like you? yeah it was close to gale well it was gale really wasn't it yeah 
anyway that's when we were there that's what it was like and of course I was outside in this stall and they made us take the backing down for the stall because one of them had blown over basically because either the weights hadn't been put down properly or someone had taken it off right so they then said it wasn't uh, the security there wouldn't let us have the backings on so there we are there sitting in the stall <laughs> blowing a gale in both sides i had to take my original paintings down i had two original paintings i had stood up they blew over luckily didn't break the frames so i had to put them away so i only had prints out and so then the next day they let you bring your own tarpaulin something that was a bit lighter so the cuff the bother well, two women who were next to me they bought one that would fit both but honestly it was blowing in so much i actually got electric shocks you know from static on your hair oh really <laughs> Hello, tarpaulin yeah oh right oh my god so, so yes i it definitely wasn't a financial success but they were lovely the two women next to me were absolutely lovely um but bizarrely i think i told you this by text I sold an original painting to a woman I met while walking our dog. You did, I know, but just on that same text, I think you'd yeah. put something like, I sold a print um, and you said... Oh, this uh, was original. Oh, no, there was... Oh, what, £100, was it? Which no, one? 250 £250. Right, so I, well, I was out when I read that text and I read it initially as I sold 250 prints. And I was like, oh, no. oh my God, that's amazing. I thought, I thought you were talking about the art fair. I was thinking, oh my God, that's no. amazing. And then I read it. And, but still, that's brilliant. I mean, who'd have thought? Just literally. I know. It's like they say, if you, if you, um, if you want to find a, um, like a boyfriend or a yeah. girlfriend, yeah. apparently you're more likely to find one in Sainsbury's than you are <laughs> on, a, on an online dating app. Really? <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, I'm digressing a bit, aren't I? What happened then? Well, tell, tell me how that actually, came about. What actually happened was I, I was just walking my dog on my own and then I was coming one way and, and coming the other way was a woman I know who I walk sometimes with, you know, occasionally with her dog. And then there was another woman I'd never met before with her dog. And so we stood there chatting for a bit. And then the woman that I know goes, oh, Tara's a, an artist. And, and she, she was trying to find my paintings on her phone yeah the, the the woman i know um but she couldn't she couldn't get on there so oh, i'll show you and they're on instagram so i just gave them my phone and said oh yeah look there and she goes oh i like that one at the top how much how much do you sell that for and i said oh it's framed at the moment it's in a gallery at the moment and um, 250 pounds she goes oh i'll have that oh my god she says that's she said that's nothing i'll have that and i go really <laughs> that's my answer really i'm like she's seen a tiny picture on a phone and she wants to buy it you know that's amazing Uh, i said oh it's in the it was in an exhibition so i said i'm gonna have to wait till it's it would you be all right waiting till it comes out of the exhibition because otherwise it looks like someone's seen it in there do you know what i mean yeah yeah so she goes yeah yeah i'm not in any hurry so i texted her the other week and then she came round and she bought it that's amazing oh my god like, you, you oh should my said, god oh well i'm doing buy four get one free at the moment <laughs> <laughs> well she she might be interested in some more which is is quite nice oh, if i would got some more in a similar collector. color yeah yeah i was thinking really the nice. other day you know I, um, paul and i went to london not too long ago in covent garden they they have art stalls in Covent Garden, and I thought when I was there, oh, yours would fit perfectly in there. Really? Yeah, I bet it costs the only an trouble with that. Fortune. Mm. And get and getting your stuff there because I don't want to drive to London. Kevin no. would want to drive to London, <clears throat> so then you've either got to get suitcase. a courier or yeah, really, as, really as much as you can get in the suitcase kind yeah. of thing. But you're not going to take a originals, are you? No, Just, no. I I would I would say mount all your prints. Yeah, and ha- and have the have them up, and maybe one or two framed to show what they would look like. But honestly, it's I just thought, wow, yours would fit in so so well. Really, yeah, it really would. But I don't know. I can imagine having a, a stall for any length of time in Covent Garden would be very expensive. But oh, I should imagine it is. Yeah, yeah, it it would fit right in. It really would. So I've also been yeah. trying to learn, you'll find this boring, to learn how to do Facebook ads. 
Oh, is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I'm, a, you know, I'm a geek and I yeah. quite like stuff like that. So, yeah, I've been trying to learn that. But I love that. You like all that stuff, I don't do. you? I do. I'm a complete geek. Yeah. So I, I'm actually going to try a bit of a promo that I've been working on. I'm going to try it this week. Well, I don't like the geeky bit, but you yeah. have to target your audience, don't you, to do that? You so do, I'd yeah. be very interested. How are you going to do that? What what When it says what age group and, and what, yeah. what um, gender and... See, now I would target LBGQPRSTUV <laughs> and all that. <laughs> Because (laughs) I think you do so well in the community. Yeah, I I know what you mean. But I'm I'm also thinking about, um, I don't actually think, I don't know if you can actually target that. You might be able to target a page. Do you know what I mean? So so people who like, I don't know, maybe there's a pride, people who like pride festival or something like that. I'm not not sure because there's so many rules about what they will let you and what they won't let you do. Um, But the really interesting that was interesting about doing the market actually because the people i imagine were going to like my art were not necessarily the people who bought my art so the first thing when i got there this woman came past and she was actually going on her way to work and she worked in one of the posh shoe shops yeah in in the area mm. and um and she i would say she was probably maybe late 50s I'm guessing. Yeah. And uh, she stops and has a look, quite normally dressed and everything. And she she really liked my work. And she seemed really interested. She took a card and she goes, oh, I'm having my... You know, and it's like, that is not who I imagined as my target. And like the woman who came around here and bought one, mm. she, again, I mean, I, I would say she's probably in her 50s, you know, similar age to us maybe. Although I know you'll say I'm older, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's not but forget. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> not forget the year. But but you know what I mean? It's like I thought I I had an idea of who might might my work. And then you get these people and think and another woman who bought prints actually, I would say she was in her fifties. Quite ordinary looking, as in, you know, she wasn't eccentric looking or Yeah. So it's really quite surprising. It is often surprising, and I think sometimes that's where we all go wrong in that we assume, we make assumptions, and they're often yeah. wrong ones. You know, we so do, it's, just, it's just quite a good idea, if you can, to experiment a little bit with where you hang your work and where, you know, the people you want to see it, because you, you can't assume anything. No, it's weird. Anyway, tell me about this art block thing. What's <clears throat> been happening? So well, maybe first, you just give a little refresh on, on what had happened. Yeah, so definitely go back and listen to episode 133. Anyone who's um, who follows us and listens to all of our episodes, which weirdly some people do, <laughs> um, will remember or may remember that um, we were talking about an art blog and it wasn't just a normal art blog. It was, I never want to paint again. I might as well pack everything up pack my studio up I'll make it into a gym um it's pointless I I'm not I'm just not enjoying it anymore that's how bad it was and I really did that I even said to you didn't I, I feel bad for recording a podcast because who am I to inspire anyone when I don't want to do it that's that's something that's never happened to me before I've had art I said it wasn't even an art block you can't even call it an art block it's not like I didn't know what to paint just didn't want to paint and it's that really, is an art really, block still though <clears throat> I guess so. It was really just the weirdest, strangest thing. Um, I've had it before in the past where I've I've gone through a bit of a blip like this and it maybe lasted maybe a couple of months, but this was going on and I was enjoying not doing it. And I don't know why that was. I still don't really know. Well, I kind of did a bit of soul searching, didn't I? And I, I did a bit of ref- reflecting um and what i had realized when i looked back over the maybe the year leading up to this was we'd had a lot of stress um family related stressful situations um where i was going into my art studio 
because that was where I was finding the calm, <laughs> the, oh, you know, because you can't, when you're painting, I've always said for me, I don't know how it is for you, Tara, but when I'm painting, I, my, it allows my mind to just quiet and shut down and I can only focus on the painting, which is amazing because it's, it's a bit like, you know, I can read a book, but I can still be writing a shopping list in the back of my head and I have to read the same paragraph three times, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas when I'm painting, it just goes. Everything just quietens down and I just get solely absorbed in that. So it was a very good stress reliever. Um, and I was talking to Paul about this and he was sort of saying, he was agreeing with me. He said, you know, I think what's happening here is you are going into your art studio feeling very anxious about all the things going on around us and you you're suddenly finding yourself in a situation where you you're getting anxious because you're in the art studio because that's how you're almost what do you call it relating um yeah it's like almost like a trigger I guess yeah almost like a trigger so what I think what happened is I'd spent so long a good year using it as a stress reliever that what happened was suddenly I walked into the art studio when I wasn't stressed, feel, suddenly feeling anxious because that's was almost like um, that's what I was used to. Yeah. So I, I feel, and it it took me a while to to realise that, but I think that is honestly what happened, is that I, it was nothing to do with me not wanting to paint. I really want to paint, but it was more of a feeling of... Um, oh my gosh, I I hate this feeling I'm feeling, you know, and it was coming as soon as I walked in there. So what I had to do since that episode, well, basically when we recorded that episode, I was just starting to feel a little pull into the art room, wasn't I? Yeah. So we decided... You were were talking about cupcakes, weren't you then? Painting cupcakes. Yeah, I was, and I went off the idea. (laughs) Well, it wasn't, to tell you the truth, it wasn't that I went off the idea of painting cupcakes, it was just the fact that I couldn't... I got... Um, when we went to London, I bought a lovely cupcake and I took photos of it and all the rest of it. I just didn't like the photos and it just didn't seem to work. And right. um, then Paul came home one day from our local Sainsbury's with a pile of donuts, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> and then, so yeah. that's how that went. It was more of an accidental, oh, I think I might want to do donuts. Um, so I, that's, that's why that came about. But anyway, so I thought, okay, now I understand why I've been going through this art block, bearing in mind the stress and all the crap that was going on is now not happening and everything's fine and dandy and everyone's okay. It still left, it was, it left me with this feeling, this panic, this feeling of panic when I went in there. I don't want to feel like this. I feel awful. I don't want to do this. So I think it was, I think the first key for me to come out of this art block was trying to understand what caused it in the first place so if anyone else out there is going through a serious art block try and pinpoint or or look at what's been going on leading up to that point where you thought I can't do this I don't want to do this or I'm blocked you know so I've always been interested in psychology anyway and how the mind works and um, so I think that kind of helped me because I'm quite good at understanding how people think and the, how the brain works and things like this. So I was already interested in finding out myself why I was feeling like I was feeling. But yeah, once I got to the bottom of it, I thought, right, okay, now I need to figure out if that's the case, what do I need to do? There's no stress going on at the moment. I've no reason to feel stressed when I go into the art room. What do I need to do to change? Well, the first thing I need to do is just have that break away from the art room and then just go in there and do things like the the ceiling needed repainting. It needs freshening up. Um, my See, brushes. if I had to do that, that would put me off completely. Going <laughs> out I hate doing stuff like that. I don't like DIY. I hate DIY. No. But it was just it was just being in there without feeling. I had to be emotionally in there. Because when I'm in, when I'm why don't you pa- just put a plate of donuts or something nice in there so that yeah. when you can just go in there, eat a donut, and come back out again? Oh my gosh, that is so true. That's what you would do with a dog, isn't it? That's what I used to do with Sherlock. He used to be well, <laughs> yeah, he used to associate. To be, yeah, yeah. He used to he used to be terrified of the Hoover. 
Yeah. So what we had to do is we had to leave the hoover off and put treats on the hoover until he'd come near it and eat the treats off the hoover. Until yeah. when I got the hoover out, he stopped panicking about it and saw it as treats. So then I'd, I'd switch on for a few seconds and throw him a treat and then turn it off. And, and yeah. now he doesn't care. I can hoover a dog shape around him and he doesn't yeah. care. He wouldn't want me to See, hoover him personally, but no. he, he's fine with it. But we so had to Paul, do that. Yeah, Paul <clears throat> needs to throw a donut in your room. <laughs> yeah, maybe just fill it with treats. Or have little donut crumbs leading into your office. <laughs> but we... Weirdly, though, I hate donuts. I don't like them. Oh, do you? No, I don't oh. like donuts. They're too greasy. I don't like them. But oh. you, you've raised a really good point there, Tara, though. You really have. All joking aside, that's, that's exactly what I'm trying to say here. What I was doing is I was going in there to do non-art-related things, but things maybe that I don't... I like, see, I like cleaning, so I'd go in there oh, and clean God. my brushes, so I'd soak them overnight in Murphy's oil Ugh. and things like that. And, and then I'd... So I'd do the things that meant I wasn't going to go in there to paint. I was just doing little things that I found quite nice to do. And maybe I might light a candle, like a scented candle in there and, and just do a bit of, I don't know, cleaning or sorting out, organising my pencils and organising my... But I'll tell you what, yeah, chocolate, a tonne of chocolate, that would have done the trick. That yeah. would have been lovely. So anyway, I started just doing things like that and just not pressuring myself at all to go in there, even having done that episode, knowing I had this episode coming up and really feeling like I need to be out of it by then. Well, actually, that was never going to work because that's pressure. Um, so I just thought, no, I just need to let this make, take its course and I'll try and help myself out of it. Yeah, I was just thinking of a similar thing I heard. I might have told you this one before about people going to the gym. They were trying to encourage people to keep going to the gym. And so they found a audiobook that these people really loved Have yeah. I told you this before no yeah but they they oh <laughs> they would only let them listen and listen to it while they're at the gym oh so okay. if they wanted to hear the next bit of the story they had to go to the gym it, it, it's like do you know what I mean it's like getting someone in there for good reasons for yeah. The reasons they want, do you know what I mean? Similar to what Paul did, actually, when he does the cross-trainer. He used to have a series on the go on an iPad, say it might be Breaking Bad yeah. or something, and he'd be like, oh, God, I really want to do the next episode. So he'd go down there because he wanted to watch the next episode, but he wouldn't allow himself to watch them outside of that environment. Ah, so that's that, clever. You know, yeah. he did the whole course on this thing just yeah. because of Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> so that was funny. But... um. I will go on a bit more about how I came out of it in a minute, yeah. but I, I know that I'm talking about me a lot here, and I want to ask about you, That's because right. at that time, when we recorded that podcast, you were also going through a block, not like not to the extent I was, but you were going through a real, um, what do you call it? I was going through a downer. I wasn't liking yeah. any of the work I created. Mm. So, how, do, I, so yeah. how are you about that now? What happened to you? Well, no, I'm just a lot better, and I I've realised I think my well, I think like everybody, mine just goes in cycles, and because I get bored so easily, I think that I create in a certain way, and then and this is going to start sound weird, but sometimes when you get good at creating in a certain way, it then doesn't look as good anymore. Yeah. Does that make sense? Because yeah. the spontaneousness has gone from it. Yeah. And so it doesn't look as good as your more spontaneous earlier work. So then I, all you have to do, I think, is shake it up a bit and then you can go back to those once you've... So, like, for me, that was when I changed size of the painting. So I started going bigger. So then I'm trying to readjust. But then, it, of course, it looks rubbish. So you're going through that, oh, my God, it looks rubbish because you're trying to adapt. Yeah. But you have to go through that looking rubbish again to look good. And then also, I think I've spoken about this before, I discovered Posca Mop markers that I oh, actually yeah. fell in I've love with. on yeah. Instagram with them, yeah. Oh, my God. But, but that brought a new dimension into what I could do because when you use ink you know like acrylic inks i can only use those on like a, an absorbent surface so like a, a paper or a board but when you start with these posca mops which are sort of kind of acrylic based 
um, paints or quite quite runny. You can then take that onto a canvas. You can do that on your boards, and it it just opened up things a little bit for me. So I'm still doing the ink drawings, but then I can do those. Yeah, and I think for me, it's just I just have to keep shaking it up. Not a million miles away, so I don't want to go from a million miles away from my work, what I do, but I can't just stay doing the same for too long. But what's very clever about you is that you do this and you still have the same, you still manage to maintain that same style that says it's one of your paintings, which is so clever. It's so good. And, and yet you're still shaking it up. I mean, even from what you are now to what you were when we first started doing this podcast, you can still tell it's the same person. It's just an evolved you, version. Though? I think so, yeah. I do See, think so. I'm not so. sure I can. The only thing I'm missing, well, not the only thing I'm missing, um, but one thing I feel like sometimes I'm missing at the moment is some overarching themes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if I need something to hang it all on. Yeah. Like but in- then I don't want I don't want to then constrain myself too much because I started having this thought about doing things on maybe phobias. So like faces, but somehow be winding into like there might be a spider's web round an eye. Mm. Yeah, one of the eyes or something. But I thought, yeah, but then I don't want to end up being too literal. Like say I'm thinking about fear of falling. I don't then want to have a little person falling from the no. eye. Do you know what I mean? No. So it's like, so that would be a theme, but then do I want to continue the theme? Or I had an idea for like doing one on introversion and extroversion. Maybe you but should do a, I w- maybe you should do a whole a series on um, called mood board, where you put a word in the middle, then you branch off, and you put another word relating to the first word, and that's your first theme, and then you then branch off of that word and that's the second oh, okay. thing and then what happens is it, you you can go in all sorts of directions with that but you've got the theme of the mood board where it all came from this first drawing you did so painting. start with what sort of word were you thinking well you could do something random you could pick something random or yeah. get everyone to suggest a word to write yeah. in and suggest a word pull you screw them all up pull them into a hat or put them on word generator or something yeah generate that word and then you create a your first painting using that from that or inspired by that in whatever way you want and yeah, then be interesting from that word like branch pick off, another word use you pick another word um from that and then or if you if you wanted to you could randomly generate from that word i don't know but anyway um I, I would do it your way where you just sort of do a branch off and, and write some words and stuff and then think, okay, well, that is my next theme. And then and then keep keep going and going and going till you've got a series of, of however many you want and then call that series mood board. Yeah, or it wouldn't even have to be mood board. I could call it, call it something based on the starting word, couldn't I? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. You know, and then you've got... Um, themes that you're not trying to think of, they're kind of coming. Because, <laughs> like, because, yeah, I don't mind the idea. I like the idea of thinking of themes, but, but what I meant was, say, for example, so I, I like the idea of, like, when I was thinking phobias, I was immediately thinking spider because I just think spider could look quite cool round an eye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I didn't want to go too literal with some of the other stuff, you know, like fear of yeah, driving. Yeah, no, exactly. Not, do you know what yeah. I mean? But and then I quite like the idea of the play on introversion and extroversion. Mm. Possibly, I, I I thought of I can't remember I was going to do it, but I had thought of things for that. Just it was more putting words in it, collaging words. Yeah. But then what do we do from that? That's it, it's not a theme. It's no. It's just a theme for one painting. Whereas if yeah. you had a mood board, then you can come off of that, and then you've yeah. got a theme, even if it's not really that particularly related. Yeah. It's, I might try it. I might try a. a a, a board and just see what words come up and see if I like the sound yeah. of any of the words. Or I could try a few boards, couldn't I? Yeah. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Well, it's yeah. the sort of thing I imagine that you would quite enjoy, I think, because you love all that, don't you? I like a mood Yeah, board. I mean, I've done, I've done stuff before with, um, as you know, where I've taken a few different words from those and co- combined them together yeah. and put them in a painting. That's quite fun. Mm. But, yeah, it might be interesting. Just depends what words come out of it, doesn't it? 
Okay, this is a quick interruption. As I'm editing, I've just realised I keep saying mood board. And what I actually mean, of course, is a mind map. Just saying. Well, that, but then there's, but that's quite good because if it came out with a word that you're like, what? It kind of then is fun to try and think about how you can associate that, how you can make that work. But thinking outside yeah, but the I box. think also you wouldn't necessarily have to take the next branch. You could take a branch and branch off it because you don't exactly. like that branch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what mood board's about, isn't it? Yeah. So, and it's still, and then at the end of it, you could have, you could have a word, the word that relates to, you could say the first one. Yeah. Was created from X word. Well, say the then, first one was spider, because I'm thinking about the phobia of the spider. Yeah. So yeah. let's say, just one. to be really boring, web. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And then. Well, that's what I was going to do. Yeah, web. Yeah. Yeah. So say, say for instance, the obvious then, don't, rather than boring, but obvious. And then, the, yeah. so maybe that one you could call web, and then the next one you'd go silk, perhaps. Right. So you might you want to perhaps put someone with a silk scarf on their head i don't know or and then afterwards when you've got this whole series of say 10 or 20 paintings you can cut you can line them up and put the words so that people can see how you got to the next one yeah yeah Yeah, that is quite clever even if there was two or three words between it because you came off of various branches to get there you could put the two or three words between it to get to your next one that could be quite an interesting one actually but going back to what you were saying about, you know, having to shake things up. Yes. It's kind of partly how else I started to come out and want to go in there a bit more. And that is because I would get ready to gasp, Tara. Get your big gasping oh breath in. So. You did tell me you were going to start with acrylic paints. Yes, I did. And that's what I did. <gasps> so you're going to tell me? Yeah. I, oh, you've totally like. Oh, sorry. <laughs> burst my balloon. Sorry. <laughs> So, yeah, what happened was, obviously, I work with oils. I work with oils, and oils take quite a long time to dry between each layer. So I was thinking, okay, right, maybe I need to get those acrylics out, start working with something else that's a similar but a similar look, but it's a different um, medium. So my plan is never to be totally acrylic, but to do most most of the layers in acrylic and then do the final one or two layers in oil yeah yeah um because then i can refine it with my oils now so so i quite i got a little bit excited about that i was like oh yeah you know that's what i need to do yeah and that that kind of again got me a bit excited because i think sometimes for me a bit like you were saying earlier once you become um proficient yeah at something you kind of then you're not challenging yourself anymore because you know how to do it you know it's going to be fine it's going to come out okay and then it sort of gets a bit too it's an anti-climax isn't it yeah it's like okay there's another one there's another one so I kind of start I think I was missing a bit of a challenge but like you say say it's like bad (laughs) I don't know I'm definitely going to have to beat that one out I'm definitely beeping that one out. Oh yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, I was thinking, right, I need to, I need to shake. You're going to leave that in, aren't you? I might put it as a blooper. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was thinking, I might, I might, um, I might shake things up a bit. So that's what I decided to do. I got my acrylics out. To be honest, the acrylics I've got are not ideal because they're they're really um easy flow ones and i think i would be better with the thicker ones but anyway that's all i've got and i'm not willing to spend money at the moment not when i'm not sure whether i'm gonna carry on with that medium or not but at the moment i think i am um so anyway i I started doing the first um layer and i did that in acrylics and then how did it feel yeah fine absolutely fine yeah um scrubbed it on and then gone to the second layer and i've been thinking this is not going to be a perfect blended layer because it's not oils. It's going to be quite shabby looking and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, be fine with that. And I have been fine with that. And right now I've got to the stage where I've got the sort of main, um, shadows and the lightest parts sort of there. And, you know, a slight glaze of an indication of color of jam. That's it as far as I've got. And then what happens so I'm starting to get excited, thinking, yeah, I'm really enjoying this. 
started getting excited about being back in the art room. And I told you the other day, didn't I? There, then a yeah. blooming great spanner came you know, hurtling into the works. And I got tennis elbow. Now, anyone who hasn't had tennis elbow before, <clears throat> it blooming hurts. And it's not your elbow, weirdly. Well, it is. But it goes, it stems mainly from the movement in your fingers. It's, they call it a repetitive strain oh, syndrome, I think. It's like a repetitive strain injury, probably from my day job, to be honest. Anyway, so I, I'd struggled with this um, for about six weeks, uh, but it wasn't affecting my painting particularly. But then it started hurting a lot. So I went to the doctors and I said, I I googled it, obviously Doctor Google. First of all, it told me I was dying, um, and then when I really got to the um, <laughs> nitty gritty, it was tennis elbow. So um, went to the doctors and I said, "Look, I've got tennis elbow. I've got this strap to put on. Can you just tell me am I putting it on? You right? got a strap on. <laughs> God, you're on fire today, Tara. <laughs> so I put this I put this strap, strap around <laughs> around my arm and. Um, and yeah, that helped a bit actually. But I, I needed. I said, to "How long is this going to go on?" This tennis elbow. And she goes, "Well, it can be, can be a good couple of years." I was like, "What?" I said, "No." And she said, "What I'll do is I'll send you to a physio." I said, "Yeah, because I can't have this for two years." So yeah. I went to the physio, and the physio said, um, "Right, I'm going to give you these exercises and was all this stretching stuff." But the thing is, I was compelled to do it anyway because all I wanted to do was stretch it out because that's yeah. the only thing that would relieve it. So anyway, I went away. About three weeks later, um, it had got worse and worse and worse to a point where even holding a cup of tea, I had to hold my left hand and tilting my wrist was hurting. It was mainly in the morning and really awful at night. So, what about a beer? Was there any beer with beer? Oh, that was fine. That was a painkiller. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I, I, I was struggling with this pain and it hadn't to that point been affecting my painting. But then about... Um, Two weeks ago, maybe a week ago, I went in there to do um, some more of this acrylic. I was painting away for about 10 minutes and it was so painful. I could, every time I gripped the paintbrush with any, you know, to get any kind of... I couldn't grip it at all with, and it was just hurting. So I had to wash my brushes out. That's what I love about acrylic. Oh, my gosh, you can pick acrylic up for, acrylic up for 10 minutes and leave. Whereas oils, if I'd have got all of my oils out and all that stuff for 10 minutes painting, I just wouldn't bother because you've got to wash them all out, the brushes, it takes ages. Whereas acrylic, you can just rinse them under the tap. So I'm loving that part of it. I do think acrylic's good for that. Um, But of course, I was not happy only being able to do 10 minutes. So I made another... Bearing in mind, I've probably only been to the doctors twice in the last four years. Um, I went to the doctors again and said, right, this tennis elbow, you know you said two years. And she said, yeah. I said, okay, um, I want to show you something here. And because of this, I'm, I can't do it. And I showed her my website, my art website. And I said, the only reason I'm showing this website to you is so you understand this is how serious I take painting. And I can't do it. I, I, can't, I can no longer do this. And I can't not do this for two years. Yeah, and she and she looked at it, and of course she straight away was, "Oh my gosh, it's amazing!" And all this, I said, "Yeah, but I didn't show you for that. I, I want you to to help summer me." One, why you were there? No, unfortunately not. <laughs> I should have. I should have pushed oh. it, shouldn't I? I said, "I need you to help yeah. me. I can't. I can't wait for two years." Anyway, so she said, "Right, I'm going to send you back to the physio. He may be able to do a steroid injection for you." Um, and I had recently spoken to someone who had had an injection for tennis elbow, and she said it literally went overnight and never came back. Now, it doesn't work for everyone, apparently, but it might well work for me, and if it does, brilliant. How, why would anyone want to put up with it for two years if you can just have an injection? Apparently, it's a really painful injection to have, but I don't care if yeah. it gets rid of it. That's fine by me. Um, so when so you anyway, that's... Then? Um, well, I've got the appointment at the physio on Friday morning, but she's yeah. not sure if he does elbow injections or not. But if he does, he'll do it there and then. If he doesn't, he's going to refer me to somebody who does. So, oh, that's good. Hopefully, that'll be that'll be that, and I can get back to it. But I can still do bits and pieces. But of course, normally I'd have been well on the way to my final layer by now easily. But of course, I'm nowhere near that because because of this blooming great spanner. But there you go. But 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 do you think? 
doing this thing with acrylics is going to speed up your process yes if you could paint normally yeah? yes it will and um, by how much well quite significantly because yeah. i can work on an area and go back 10 minutes later if i want to and work on it again yeah well i could with oils to a to a degree if i wanted to change it but Ultimately, if I'm going in thin layers and you go over a layer that's already there, you're going to be disturbing the layer underneath unless it's dry. Yeah. I don't know what the finished result will be like. I don't no. know. It might not be what I want, but it's taken my mind off of any stresses I was feeling in there. And now it's like a, I've got that feeling of, oh, this is a puzzle. And I love yeah. putting the puzzle pieces together. It's made me feel more like that again, which is what I used to feel like with oils. Or oh, how am I going to... How am I going to um, uh, depict this um, gooiness of this egg? Or how am I going to, you know, um, make this look like that or whatever? And I've got the same thing now with the donut. I need to figure out how I'm going to describe sugar without having to <laughs> put every grain of sugar yeah. on this blooming donut. So it's quite fun. I'm thinking of that. But that's say, because every- it's acrylic. Or that's just because it's a new challenge of a donut. It's a new challenge of a donut, not acrylic. Because I'm just right. Li- literally, right. my point with the acrylic is of doing all of the main basic underlayers. It will pretty much look like a cartoon until I get to the top layers, and then yeah. I can then go in and, and create that the realism look that I like. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. But um, to cut a very long story short, I am definitely. Out the other side, I wouldn't say everything's back to complete normal because obviously it isn't because I can't paint properly at the moment. But I am excited about getting on with this painting I'm doing and trying to suss it all out. The only thing that worries me is because I haven't done a donut before, I'm a bit like, hmm, what if it goes wrong? And that's going to be... that's part of it, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, that's like you saw me do the street scene um, a little while ago. Yeah. And... And it's not because I necessarily want to play street scenes, but it's just like, can I do it? How do you do it? It's that, yeah. Your mind needs it sometimes, doesn't it? It needs a challenge. It does. I think it does. It, and I hadn't played around with mediums, so yeah. No, and I, I reckon it's because what you do that takes a lot of years to learn to be good at that in mm. the method you paint at, doesn't it? Yeah. But you've obviously got to that point now where you really know what you're doing and so unless you really switch it up a little bit you're just doing the same yeah. thing aren't you and i don't i've never wanted to do hyper realism i would definitely describe my you can't there's no denying i do realism paintings but they are still very obviously paintings they're not photographic yeah, yeah. and i don't want to do hyper realism photographic type paintings anyway because then i just sort of there's a part of me that thinks well you might as well just take a photo if you're going to go aim for that. That's more of a how... how That, to me, and don't get me wrong, I totally understand why people love to do it. It's absolutely a skill. There's no doubt about it. It's an amazing skill to have. But for me, I would... I prefer to have something that is still a painting that someone's not saying, is it a photo? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. What about those bums that you painted... <laughs> oh yeah if i did those bumps now it'd be about two inches higher than it was because i've been on the cross trainer <laughs> i've been if doing I, the oh my bum would but look do you never want to paint in that sort of way again um yeah well no that was a scratch i itched or an itch i scratched or whatever you want to call it and it was you fun. scratch your bum <laughs> it was fun um yes there is a part of me that does want to try something like that again on a smaller scale, though, and on paper. Uh, I feel a little bit stifled by the fact that when the gallery picked up all my paintings, he said, don't start doing anything different. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, so, yes, it kind of made You don't have to show me... them, do you? You don't no. have to show them. There is definitely an element of me that would love to do more of those in a smaller, on a smaller scale with charcoal and that kind of mixture between realism and absolute not realism. So that is definitely still something on my mind. And again, that's something I'm looking forward to trying, um, which is great because honestly, that episode 133, if you'd have said that to me, I'd have gone, 
no, I don't want to do anything, Tara. I, I want to yeah. sell my paints and and <laughs> go. And whoever wants my paintings, yeah, have them. <laughs> Isn't it funny that you it can is, go yeah. to that, so you can sink that to that a level of lowness, you know? Well, I mean, if you think about it, I didn't paint for years, did I? So no. how much I went off of painting. And almost probably, because I was painting at the time when I did use paint, uh, watercolours, scenes in water, you know, like buildings. Yeah. Here's a church, here's a cottage. And sometimes it is that the reason you don't want to do it because is because you don't like what you were doing. Also, if, you, if you're starting to feel like it's a bit of a job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I was putting pressure on myself. So I was thinking, I need to get this done by the end of this month. I need to do this by the end of this blah, blah, blah. So I was feeling like... I needed to be a prolific artist. And to do that, I was having to... I just was putting too much pressure on myself to finish something within a certain time of frame of mind, a frame of time. And I think that is when it begins to feel like a job, like yeah. you, when you, you talked about that, when you felt a bit like, I, you know, this is a job now. I don't, you know. And then you, you sort of didn't, like you say, you didn't paint for years and then... How did you feel when you did? You, you never actually thought you'd enjoy painting again, did you? No, I thought I was gone. I thought gone and done. Um, no, uh, yeah, because I I was going off how I was painting when I was at school. So yeah. I was painting all these watercolors, but it got to like after my A levels about eighteen, and I was already kind of going off of that method of painting. And then I saw, of course, college was all very very creative, but I didn't really find at college the thing that replaced it. Yeah. If you know what I mean, so it was it was doing all the little things they set you, but <clears throat> I kind of got almost led away, not led away from the fine art, but we did very little fine art. Mm. We did like you know drawing, uh, life drawing, yeah, but we didn't really like like now. If if I was going to try and encourage people to to find what they love doing, I'd set them challenges. You know, I'd say, okay, try doing this for a month. Try doing this. Try doing this. But you didn't really get that at college. No. And so I didn't find the thing that replaced it. And then, of course, you start working and I start doing graphics. So then the only thing I used to try... This is terrible. All over the years, I've, I've tried to do things to escape from graphics. This is no joke. Mm. So I've always had projects on the go. So I've had, oh, I try and write a kid's book. Uh Maybe it'd get published and I could stop doing graphic design. And then I'd try, I'd come up with these little ideas for products. Maybe I can do that and sell them and then I won't have to do graphic design. But I never actually thought I would draw again. I'd, I'd occasionally, we went on holiday and I'd have a go at drawing and I had a little stint of painting for, for a bit as well. But I didn't enjoy it again. It was like painting because maybe I'll really enjoy it if I paint again. Does that make sense? How did you feel but, when you put your pen to paper the first time? And what, what was the moment when you thought, oh, my God, I, I really want to develop this again? Well, we, we did that challenge, didn't we? The yeah. alcohol challenge. Yeah, like, yeah. does alcohol make you more creative? And I did that bottle. Yeah. A sketching. Yeah. And it was like, it was kind of weird. But I thought, do you know what? I might, I might have a bit of a go at this again. And then we started, we were setting each other challenges, weren't we? Yeah. And then we went, me and Kevin went on a holiday during, it was in the winter actually, and it, the weather was terrible. And so we spent a lot of time in the house and I was just drawing things around the house, anything. Yeah. So I was drawing the phone, I was drawing, you know, a lamp. I was yeah. drawing, um, but I was, that would just not have happened for years sort of thing. No. And, and you found it again so it just goes to show it doesn't matter how but then it was challenges yeah it was then yeah and the only thing that got me to draw in faces was us doing our challenges yeah but yeah and so many other people have said the same the challenges that we set them online yeah. has really helped them which is great but but i think to summarize really i yeah i feel that in order to get out of a block my advice my first bit of advice would be to understand why that block came in the first place and really look deep look at the few months at least leading up to it um and once and give yourself allow yourself a break if you are feeling blocked just allow yourself a break even if you say right i'm not going to do it for a month just one month off just allow yourself that time and don't feel pressured 
and it should sort of start coming naturally back. But you, then if there is, if stress is a factor or the, the it, it could be the room you're doing it in. Oh, like, de- definitely. I've told you before about my office, haven't yeah. I? Yeah. It could be just by moving your art materials to a different room might help. Um, also, less pressure. I mean, I think what I started off doing when we were doing some of the challenges, do you remember I used to just tear up a load of paper, stick it in a book, and then yeah. I'd do like a ten, five or ten minute doodle each morning over a bit of coloured paper. So doing something like that, there's just no pressure in something like that. It's just fun, isn't it? You're taking yeah. all the pressure away. And if you can't move out of that room, put some little treats in there. <laughs> do something in there that in you there. enjoy. You know, whatever it is you enjoy that is not art related, could be anything, you know, um, then, you know, try doing that in there for a little while just to so you disassociate that room from the stress you were feeling and start associating it with something different again. Um, Yeah. And shake it up. Shake it up. Do something different. Do a challenge. Do a challenge. challenge. Try a different medium. I mean, I don't think I can say that one thing has got me out of it. I think it's the several small things that have got me out of it. Um, do you know what I mean? And a break. Yeah. But I am... Also, take... Go on. I was going to say, take the time to learn something else. Like, say you're actually intending doing this for a living, for example, or you want to eventually. Instead, say, so you don't feel like painting, well, take the time to learn how to do facebook ads like me or do you know what i mean learn how to do learn how to make a video because like you're loving making videos at the moment aren't you yeah that's tiktok i don't really do the art on tiktok but i'm doing some other stuff no but it's a creative creative outlet i mean what i mean is yeah i have found that with with while i was going through this art block obviously i i am on tiktok and what i have found about making videos regardless of the fact they're not actually related to art I have found that to be a very creative experience putting the video together. Do you know what I'd say as well? Before we did Kicking the Creatives, you'd never have done that. No, I wouldn't. No, you're absolutely right, I wouldn't. You'd done a video, you did one video, I remember, where you were shaking your bum after painting. Yeah. But you would have never got on camera and spoken to the camera no oh no i'd put my bum in front of the camera but i've had far more compliments on my bum than i ever have my face <laughs> but so yeah i'd happily put my bum on camera not my face no you're right but when but i think partly as well we we did a youtube channel it became i mean we loved doing it didn't we but god it was a lot of work with everything else we do for kicking the creatives because kicking the creators is has been extremely time consuming and we just found that the youtube channel as much as we loved doing the videos was another amount of time which was a lot of time putting it all together where we just couldn't keep that level of focus on that channel up so we stopped but it's they're still out there but yeah but the shorts when you're doing short videos less time isn't it at least yeah and we we i loved that and i i think that is what made me like um that is what first got me to realise I actually like doing videos, you know. Yeah. Didn't think I could make videos, but I, I enjoy making videos. Now I'm I'm very much I don't I'm not um camera shy and the fact that um you know sometimes if you're gonna be doing videos you feel like oh I've got to do my hair, I've got to put a bit of lippy on, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think what TikTok's done for me is I've realised you, if you wait till you look your best to make a video, you're never going to make a video. Just make it. And what's got me out of that is, like, people have been sending me some stuff, face creams and that to try out. And, of course, you can't try out a face cream with a, with a ton of makeup on your face. You've got to be naked. <laughs> well, not naked, but your face has got to be naked. <laughs> Everyone's yeah, not going over to your TikTok. Yeah, that'll get me some views, won't it? Get my boobs yeah. out. Um, so, yeah, so... And, and of course... I wouldn't really choose to be um, plastered across social media with zero makeup on, but I thought, you know what, what doesn't really matter, does it? That's what I look like. <laughs> so yeah. does it matter? No. You know, that's the reality of it. You've got hundreds of people doing that with loads of filters on, and I refuse to do that because I don't, I just think it's not a healthy way to be or a healthy um, 
for, it's for not real, kids is it? to be no and I don't want to be one of the people that do that because I don't want kids to think that you don't have lines on your head and this that, and the other I just don't I don't like that so that's made me feel a lot less self-conscious because I'm just like well I'll just do it so yeah, yeah. but it's well, a creative I... outlet it's a creative outlet I haven't had and that's like I guess that and I think I think if I hadn't have been doing that I'd have been going stir crazy because I am a I am a creative person and I'd have had to found find some sort of other outlet if I hadn't have done that. Yeah, and I just want to send everybody over to either TikTok or Instagram because you made them. Out, and this is your personal account, so it's at Sandra Busby Art. Is it that on? Oh, t- um, Sandra Busby. Sa- no, Sandra, no, I think on on Instagram I'm literally Sandra Busby. Oh right. Um, and on TikTok I'm also Sandra Busby. It's Facebook that I'm Sandra Busby artist all right but yeah you've got to go and have a look because sandra made this absolutely genius video that i i've just watched i can't i've watched it at least 10 times this video now um (laughs) where you're pretending to be a really pretentious obnoxious artist aren't you and you interview and you interview yourself so you're sitting there oh you are you know and all, all this but it is absolutely a work of genius. And once you make videos, you realise how much time's gone into that because your timing <laughs> on interviewing yourself is just brilliant. So go and watch that video and please share it with everybody because I want those videos to go viral. Oh, that's I say nice. it's not on a kick in the creatives, it's <laughs> on yours, isn't Maybe it? Maybe we should, well, Actually, we should put it on, on kick in the creatives as well. Yeah. I'd love you to try kick in the creatives. What, yeah. to the Instagram? Yeah, but put your just put your handle in in the thingy as well, just so people know it's you. Yeah, you it'd be good I mean? actually if if you are on TikTok. If you did repost it, it would be really good because it's all about timing with TikTok and things like that. And if you don't get the timing right, it doesn't really do much. And honestly, it didn't. You said to me, didn't you? Oh, I can't believe it didn't get more. F- oh, views, it annoys but... the hell out of me because it's so good, and yet <laughs> someone can throw some paint on a wall and. It goes viral. It just so, it's, yeah. it's about timing, but yeah, no, I enjoyed doing that video, and it's it's everything we say about art, the art world, which both of us despise, is that kind of level of pretentiousness you get with some artists who take themselves incredibly seriously, and it just becomes ridiculous. So I was, it was a piss take, really. Um, yeah, but I really enjoyed doing it. I love playing a part. No, it's brilliant. You know? Brilliant. <laughs> And the wig, the wig was cool. <laughs> oh yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, check it out. You must check it out. But anyway, I think I've said all I need to say on the art block thing. What about you? You've all done? Have you said? Everything yeah, I, you I'm all say? done. I say I wasn't as bad as you, but I think we should go on to our last question. What do you? Yeah, come on then. Yeah. So our last question was: You have created a piece of art featuring a person peering in a mirror with a confused look on their face. What do you title it, and why? Oh, well, and I've got the first one. Bradley Bergen, self-portrait. I'm always confused. Long. <laughs> uh, I've got Mary Flynn. Yikes, when did I get so old? Yeah, I relate to that. Yeah, I don't believe it of Mary. I'm sure she doesn't look old. <laughs> I've got Billy Shinra. Who are you? Because the person I am in my mind and the person in my reflection don't always match up. This is so true, isn't it? Uh, Ryan Twittle. Quantum Leap, because that just makes me think of an old show by that name where the main character leaps into different people's bodies each episode to fix something about their life and he never knew where he was going to end up next. Oh, I'd love to do that. Do you know what, as well, that reminds me of that programme in the 70s when we were kids. You'll remember this, Tara. Uh, Mr Ben. Do you remember Mr Ben? Oh, yeah. Well, he used to go in the wardrobe. No, he used to go in the changing room. room. Was it changing room? And then he'd come out in a different, I don't know, in a different era, place, whatever. That was, I used to love that programme. But that Quantum Leap, they've redone that. I saw people talking about that on uh, social media saying, oh, I love that. But they've redone it. I've never seen it. I'm really intrigued to know what that's like. Yeah. No, Mm. it was all right. Mm. I've got Priya Deshpande. I don't know how you sell that. Sorry. Uh, Leap of Faith. It is sometimes confusing to actually see yourself the way you are without taking into account other people's opinions and perceptions. I love that. That is so, so true. Um, Aisha Guerrero, 
sorry if I haven't pronounced your surname right. Uh, while you were painting, the, oh sorry, while you were pointing the finger and judging others, you realise, am I too guilty of the same things? Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I've got Penny Marcus, and they say, oh hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I wondered if you were going to get the, t- the context of that. I-, I wasn't sure if you'd just say, oh, hello. <laughs> that, they, obviously, they obviously quite fancy themselves. <laughs> oh, no, it's about the picture. How are you not doing? Lo- <laughs> not, not them looking at themselves in the mirror, is it? <laughs> Eve marks, when? And I guess what she's saying is, when, when did this happen? Like all of us think. Yeah. I've got Francis Clare. The Stranger, or inspired by the book I've been reading, The Prestige. What has she been reading? I have Norma Lamming. Why? Hmm. I'm interested got... to know why, why she's, yeah, what that's about. Why? I don't know. I've got Hilary Milner. Where's my glasses? Because I can't see myself in the mirror without them. Uh, Reflections. That's by Frank J. Ferrer. I've got Beckett Art and Design, portrait of the artist as an old crony. <laughs> Zoe's Art Adventures, self-portrait. I've got Calv- Cavalmari24. What? No? Yes? Oh? Inspired by Louis de Funes. I've got Ovrandir, is that a spot? <laughs> I love that <laughs> one. Now, I love that one. I think of all of them, that's my favourite. Yeah, very good. So we have a brand new question for you, which is, would you rather own a painting that you love with a small price tag and by an unknown artist or a painting that you dislike with a big price tag by a well-known artist? There is one rule. You are not allowed to sell it. So if, you know, you don't benefit by having this financially. So would you rather own a painting you love with a small price tag by an unknown artist or a painting that you dislike with a big price tag by a well-known artist? Interesting question, don't you think? Yeah, if I could rent it out, the expensive one, I'd have the expensive <laughs> one. Because that's there's no mention of renting. But otherwise, you may as well have the other one, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, well, I don't know, you see, because other people would come and go, oh, she's got a blah, blah, blah. And da, da, da. I don't really care about that. So, though, no, do well, you? I don't. But there'd be people out there that would would like to, you know, people to think, oh, I've got a, I don't know, whatever on my wall. I yeah. would. Uh, my personal preference. I'd rather have something I love on my wall. I don't. Yeah. Really if care. I could sell it, I'd rather have the expensive one. If I could sell it in a heartbeat, it's an obvious choice, isn't it? Yeah. Because then you or, can buy the. One or if you could leave artist, it, can't you? Or if you could leave it to your kids or whatever for someone else to enjoy the money, then of course. But apart from that, but yeah, I'd be just yeah. be interested in what everyone else says. Yeah, some I reckon some other people might have some clever way rounds this. Oh, I hope so. I love it when yeah. people. I love it when people find a clever ra- way around things. They'll have a clever way of selling it without selling it. <laughs> yeah. Right. What? Well, where are we now? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> as always you can let us know in the facebook group which if you haven't already joined i suggest you do right away we'll put the question up there and also on the facebook page and of course on instagram which is kick in the creatives so i hope it gave you the kick in the creatives you needed don't forget to pop over to our website kickinthecreatives.com to find out how you can take part in some of our upcoming creative challenges. And of course, there you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, we'd be really grateful if you'd leave us a little review um, or even just a star rating as long as it's five, of course. Um, If you want to find either myself or Tara online, I'm on Instagram as Sandra.Busby and my website is SandraBusbyArt.com. Tara, what about you? Yeah, you can find me on my website, tararoskellart.com or on Instagram and Facebook and loads of other places as Tara Roskell Art. And don't forget to check out and subscribe to our Kicking the Creatives newsletter where you can keep up with all the challenges and the podcasts and you can find that via our website. Also, we released a course which is on how to create characters and cartoons. It's just way a fun way of creating them. You can find a link to the course on our website or you can go to kickinthecreatives.com forward slash cartoon course and find out a bit more. 
And if you enjoy what we do and you'd like to help support Kick in the Creatives, you can now support us by buying us a coffee. And you can find the link on our website. And if you can't help us in that way, there are other things you can do. You can share our episode with other creatives or write us a nice review. It all helps. So we really do appreciate any support you can give us. You can send us a donut and a cake. <laughs> Mm, I think it yeah. might be a bit ruined. You like a cupcake, you don't like a donut. Yeah, no, I don't like cupcakes either. Oh, okay. Well, I <laughs> know you like... Sweets. Um, I like sweets. Jelly sweets you yeah. like, don't you? I like Haribo yeah. and things like that. Yum, Magnum, yum. but that might melt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Send Tara the donut. <laughs> yeah, anyway, send me the that's, donut. that's it for this time. Uh, we now need to talk about what we're going to talk about next time, but we'll see you two weeks' time. Yep, see ya. Bye. Bye. So what are we going to talk about next time? I don't know. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. Back soon. <laughs> that would be even funnier. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. And then you could, but then you could just draw one that relates to shit. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing the emoji. Make it have a shit emoji on his head. <laughs> I'm not sure how many of those words we can get away with. Oh, do we need to beep? <laughs> I beep, don't beep. know. Probably not. Hey, you can just use the beep. I've just done. <laughs> but-